0: We are so excited that you have joined us to hear God's Word. God's Word is alive and active, and we expect that your life is going to be changed as you hear this message. I'd like to talk to you about uh, the world. Uh, we are actually in the world, isn't that right? Uh, but we're not supposed to be of the world. Very good. And uh, so I'd like to talk to you about that subject um, Years ago, uh, when I was a kid, I would seem like during spring break or so, I would always visit a friend of mine, and it seemed like they uh, would willfully and on purpose decide to clean their sewer when I came over. No kidding, I'm like, really, you know? So I pull up there, they all there are buckets and and hip waders, and and they're going down in there, you know, and they had a pair for me, you know, so. So there I was. I was going to have to go in there and start scooping, pooping. You know what I'm saying? And so down I'd go. And and uh, it's so impossible to not get that on you. Y'all with me? Yeah, you can't even imagine. We don't have to deal with that in the city because, you know, we send it over to Henderson. You know, we just... Pull the glorious handle, you know. Turn on the air and spray and and that's it. We're done. Yeah, and walk out. Praise God. And never have to ever meet again. But in the country... In the country, they dig big holes in your backyard, and they, they have what's called a leech field. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, good. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I was alone in the room. But anyhow, so, so, so then, you know, it, it goes in there, and then the overflow goes in. You always see this beautiful green trail wherever that's going. Because it has nitrates and stuff, so, you know, anyways, more than we want to talk about. Anyhow, so, so I'd go there and there I was. Next thing you know, I'm in that hole, I'm in that hole, handing buckets of this stuff up to, you know, and, and uh, as I said, um, as, as great as we were at covering, I so said, you just could not keep it off of you. And uh, I believe that the Lord wants us, though we're in the world, I don't believe we have to get any of that stuff on us. Y'all with me? Yeah, and uh, the best thing to do is just not go down in there. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah, if you're not going to go down in there, you you don't have to worry about the hip waders, rubber gloves, you know what I'm saying, and, you know, the painter's mask, and, you know, I mean, you were just decked out. Can you imagine? Yeah, wouldn't you be? (laughs) You know, I was, if they had had one, I would have wore a hazmat suit, you know, (laughs) But anyway, so so we have all these different mindsets, though, about what worldliness is. And obviously, when you come into the kingdom of God, uh, God begins to deal with your heart about uh, things that he wants to help you uh, to get rid of. And uh, I was raised uh, Catholic, um, and so in the Catholic church, um, you know, you, I, I was very God-fearing, and, and I didn't take it lightly, didn't joke about the things of, the, of Catholicism. I, you know, when I came in, we were trained that this is a holy room, okay? And I found that there are some Catholics that actually uh, believe better about this area than some Christians, does that make sense? Then there's an honor that that, that is kind of you know you know, I don't believe we should bow and kneel uh, to um, a, a cross or any of that kind of stuff, and that's what we would do. We'd genuflect and, and do the sign of the cross, and then we would sit down, you know, and uh, we got up and sat down, got up and sat down, kneel. you know it was, it was like aerobics, it was great, but anyways so so um, but there was a certain honor for the room and about the things of God and and uh, that nature uh, so so but however. Um, You know, the leadership uh, was not to me, you know, after I got born again and found out some things about the word and different things, I I didn't realize that if you are a minister, if you're a a person representing God's kingdom, there's a certain standard that the Bible actually says that these should be the things that a pastor or, say, bishop, you know, or elder, these are requirements for them, okay? Okay? So they had these requirements for elders and things. And then I found out there was requirements for even Christians, period. Y'all with me? At one, yes. And everybody else was like, oh dear, Uh, where's he going? You know? And so so apparently we're in this world, but we're not supposed to be of this world. So there's certain things out there uh, that shouldn't be in here, right? Or even on here. Right? And uh, so I believe that the Bible gives us um, uh, some instructions. It gives us actually different categories of worldliness, if you will. We look at First uh, John 2:16, and we get these three different points of worldliness. in, in 1 John 2:16. and uh, I really believe that, that sin falls under these three categories. And it says, for all that is in the world. How much of it? All that is in the world. One, the lust of the flesh. We're all familiar with that, isn't that right? And then number two, and the lust of the eyes. And number three, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Wow. So oftentimes, uh, you know... um, if you don't know anybody, you think it's all about do's and don'ts. You know, don't do this, do this, but don't do that. Do this, don't do that. And we got the Ten Commandments and, and then all the other commandments, you know. And uh, uh, so we, we just um, start categorizing stuff and, and uh, uh, listing things out and, and saying, well, these are the real bad ones here. These are bad, you know. And uh, of course, being raised Catholic, um, there was only a couple of things that were bad, serious. I'm serious. I mean, our priest, he went down, uh, he would go to the bar with everybody else, smoke cigarettes this long and, and drink. I, that was not wine that I was an altar boy. That was not wine. That had to be bourbon. (laughs) It was my job, um, to, uh, help, you know, Distribute the communion and then, um, then give it to him the chalice to him, and I'm be like, it's like burning my eyes. I'm like, you know, and he's all like this, and I'm thinking, you don't need a leader of whatever that is in order to represent. He's all like, smooth. But being raised in it, I didn't know anything better. Didn't know anything better, and and uh, and so so I know that this is not just unique to the Catholic Church. In fact, it was very disorienting when I got into the Christian Church and thought everybody was just as saved and as clean and washed like me. You know, I just thought everybody was right. It was very disorienting when I found out even Christians were doing the stuff that I came out of this other place from. Y'all with me? Now I know you didn't come to the Wednesday night. You want to hear about you know the end times, ecclesiology, and all you know all these different things. You know, and Jesus is coming back, and the white horse, and you know, and you know Jesus with all of us behind him. You know. <laughs> But if you don't know about this, you won't even get to that. Now, I don't want to be here looking up at Jesus when he's coming. I want to be behind him, don't you? Amen. So I believe that that the enemy, he comes into Christians' lives and tries to disrupt their fruitfulness and to undermine their life and to make them fruitless for the kingdom of God. And it wasn't until I realized, see, I got saved, started looking at First John. First John's a pretty powerful book because it's, it says things like, if you don't walk as Jesus walked, if you didn't even know him, you're like, what? Jesus was pretty intense. Isn't that right? I mean, Peter walked on the water and he, he starts going into the water. Jesus says, oh, you of little faith. Look, he got out of the boat. I would have been like, good job. Dude, what are you guys doing? But no, he immediately addressed the problem. Why you're sinking is because of your lack of faith. And so I know that Jesus believes that we can live a life free from this world and have victory over all three of these areas that are listed out. Y'all with me? I mean, we can live a grand and glorious life and joyful life. We don't have to participate in the world's mess. Amen? Amen. And grace, um, you know, I mentioned, I always joke about it, call it sloppy agape, is not just doing whatever you want to do and getting forgiven for it. No, the grace of God is available so that you don't have to live that way. Paul said, don't use this grace for a credit card for sin. So apparently we can do this. We can live this life, a victorious life, and affect those around us. Because ultimately, Satan is trying to ruin your testimony so that you cannot speak. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. So uh, what is worldliness? We just read uh, verse 16. I'm going to read the 15 through 17, if you would. Uh, 1 John 2, 15 through 17. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abides forever. Let's look at James real quick. I tell you what, I want to abide forever. How about you? I want to do the will of God. I don't want to be playing around in this world and it's mess. Glory to God. There's a lot of invitations, I'm telling you. There's a lot of pulls, a lot of things going on that try to get you off course, draw you out this way, draw you out that way. But I'm not getting in the sewer. I'm not getting in there. There's nothing in there I want. I've been in the sewer. I've been there. Now, I'm talking about the world right now. I've been out there partying, you know, the whole nine yards, partying my brains out, hanging out with the girls, you know, that kind of thing. And 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 it just has no fulfilling factor. But then I get born again, thank God, you know, I got saved and delivered and God gave me a wonderful, beautiful wife and, and you get married and you have the children after that, you know, that's the best, you know, that God made for us to do. And, and oh my goodness, I am so grateful and so thankful, amen. amen, to have children loving God and serving God as well, oh my goodness, there's no amount of money, y'all with me? No amount of money <laughs> than to have your family in and under the covering of God and His graces. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And so. Um, oftentimes, you know, I've been serving God for a while now and, and I've had other people that help, help me in ministry and they've been serving God a long time, you know? And uh, sometimes they get tempted and challenged and, and oftentimes I've said to those people, I'm like, I'm like there's too many people watching us. Right. There's too many people. Yeah. For us to go selfishly running out into the world and do whatever we want, we're taking too many people with us when we go. People are watching my life. Youth after youth, 30 years of youth ministry. I've got people who have served me for over 20 years in the youth ministry and I'm telling them, those girls are looking at you. Don't fail, don't fall. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for them. Because many of them come home because she's still serving God. They come home to Jesus as they look back to her and her life. Amen. And They look back to us. Somebody you've affected. Somebody. They call. They just want to see if it's real. If it's real. Because you, I have a testimony. If your life is still serving God. They're calling to see, is it real? Yeah. Amen. And one day they'll call in the name of the Lord and be saved because of your life. Because of your testimony. We, it, it's not just for you that you live free from the world. It's not just for you. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. In James 4 4 it says, Ye adulteress and you adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. And look, I, I know that, that we're not trying to be religious, you know. We, we don't want that. We don't want people to perceive us as just religious and not, not loving and caring. So oftentimes, in an effort to not be misinterpreted as religious, we find ourselves getting involved in the world just to paint some picture. But really, you don't owe them anything like that. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't have to smoke weed to win a pothead. I don't have to take heroin to win an addict. I don't have to become gay to win a homosexual. Okay? So those are extreme compromises I'm throwing out to you. But no compromise do you have to do in order to win the world. When it says that I become all things to all people that I might win some, it doesn't mean I become that. It means that I talk to them on their level. I relate to them. I have experiences of life that I can share with people. And they can tell I care about them. And when they, care that you, they see that you care about them, they open their hearts up to you. So I'm not going to judge people. I'm going to love people. Y'all with me? But we don't have to involve ourselves. Listen, if you go into a bar... You better have some identification that you are not there to do what everybody else is doing. Does that make sense? Now, you can go into the bar and have a Coke, but have a big old ugly Bible with you. (laughs) Because if you're going in there for the right reason, go in there. If God directs you. Years ago, I hadn't been in a bar since I was saved, and my dad invited me to come to his bar because he wanted me to meet the bartender. Well, my first knee jerk was, no, I ain't going to no bar. I didn't say that, but inside I'm like, trap, trap, you know, you know. So I, I paused in myself, checked in with God, and he gave me the green light. I'm like, really? All right. All right, dad, let's go. Dad drags my behind down to the bar. Here's the lady, you know, the Christian lady bartender. you know? I'm so glad to meet you. <coughs> Come on. Nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you. <coughs> I'm Hey, whatever? So I'm thinking, why am I here? And the next thing I know, my dad, you know, he likes to poke at me. Oh yeah, he's a preacher. <laughs> and somebody heard. Next thing I know, I'm I'm getting the whole place saved, praying with people, there's people crying, weeping, and my dad is really angry. <laughs> he said I've ruined his watering hole. <laughs> but what's funny, is I can tell that he's proud of his son regardless. But no, at no point was I going to be silent or compromise who I am. I knew if God told me to go there, it wasn't for a Coke. <laughs> An old friend shows up after all that. I get to pray with him. You know, what are the odds? And so we, um, if we separate ourselves, we create a platform, a door for people to enter into the kingdom of God. Do you understand? And we're not separating ourselves to say, I'm better than you. We are separating ourselves, guarding our hearts with all diligence. Y'all with me? And there are things that we just don't do as a result. And, you know, I, I don't have time tonight to list out all the things that we should not do. But there are three different categories. And uh, I believe this message would take at least two, if not three different nights to, to get out there. But I'm trying to throw something out there, a nugget that you would take with you. And take takes a heart uh, that you have no responsibility to act any kind of worldly for anybody. And I realized has a different meaning for a lot of people in this room. When I got saved again, I didn't know that alcohol was something that that God would have any problem with because everybody in my religious world at the time were alcoholics and drink. I just thought, you know, it was a beverage and God wouldn't have a problem. So I, uh, you know, many of you have heard the story. I get saved, go to a friend's and they're, Christians as well. And they bring out the beer. I have a beer. Go home. Holy Spirit says, why did you have that? I'm like, I was thirsty. (laughs) And nothing else was said by the Holy Ghost. I thought we were going to get into a conversation. He just posed a question. I said out of my heart, I was like, I was thirsty. And then all of a sudden I'm having a conversation with myself. In all honesty. I could have drank water if I was thirsty. And really, the bitterness of beer really isn't that great, you know? And got thinking about it all, and then I was like, well, look, I don't need to do that anymore. And I committed to God. Now, Pastor David wasn't even here. And Pastor David, you know, he's Pentecostal. I wasn't raised Pentecostal. I was raised heathen Catholic. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so Pastor David says stuff to me sometimes, and I just come back with, I I wasn't Pentecostal. You know? In other words, you know, I've got things that are still worked out in my life, you know? And, and, uh, uh, you know, the the humor that came from my family just doesn't always work in the sermon. You know? (laughs) You have to change the product, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times. Like my brother said, she's so stupid, she couldn't pour Kool-Aid out of a boot if the instructions were on the heel, you know, and the product wasn't Kool-Aid, you know. So anyhow, you just have to swap things out, you know. (laughs) Anyways, so this word, this word world in the Greek, it actually is cosmos. Uh, In this reference, in the references that we have seen that, that if we are in love with the world, y'all with me? The love of the Father is not in you, it's cosmos. Uh, the present condition of human affairs in alienation from and opposition to God. This is W. E. Vine. It is the love of this world system which is under the control of Satan, the God of this world. So you understand, the love of this world it has a specific meaning. It's not just like, you know, uh, you know, guys are blue, you know, what a wonderful world. That's not the world he, he's talking about here. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love mountains and streams and, and rivers and trees. We love that. That's, to me, I have had some experiences with God thanking him for those things. Acknowledging that he is an artist. Acknowledging his creation. that We don't worship the creation. We worship the creator. And it's cool to really love those things, the stars and the sunset. It's cool. That's not what this word means. It's the system of this world alienated from God. Of whom the Bible says Satan is the God of this world. That world is cosmos we have no part in it. We don't want no part in it. We don't love it, right? Hallelujah. And this world is sick with sin. Now, I am not um, hating on people that are sinners. That's not what we're supposed to do. In fact, I've had some pretty trippy experiences, you know, uh, last year, not this year, but last year, I'm doing the fireworks booth. And it's like the last night and my family's there, my wife's there, my boys were trying to throw everything in the trailer and just get out because we are toast. We're done. This woman drives up and she stops and I'm loading the trailer. Okay. You know, she's looking out, and so I, oh, you know, So I got to go help. Like, so what's wrong? Did something happen to your car? She's looking at her car. And, and I'm looking at her car. But, but then now I look at her, and she's looking at me. And she's all like. <laughs> she's looking at me. And I'm like going. She goes, you work out. And I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> so i 'm trying now to witness to no avail i 'm t- do you know the Lord yeah, and uh i'm like you've asked him into your heart, yeah, you work out i'm like, oh we're back to that again and she goes boom and grabs both of my pecs with both hands and she's just working them i'm like I'm going to walk. <laughs> my wife is over here <laughs> my family <laughs> nobody's helping me by the way My goodness, you want to talk about, you know, the spirit of Jezebel, you know? So long story short, I forced her to pray the prayer of salvation with me, holding on to both of her hands because she was trying to get at them again. She wanted those pecs, you know what I'm saying? And so, man, long story short, that was so bizarre. And, uh, I, I finally get the trailer hooked up and head on home. This is, you know, 1130 at night, you know. Look in my rearview mirror. re re! It's her. She's following me home. <laughs> I kid you not. You can't make this stuff up. It was like a horror story, fatal attraction or something, you know. And so, so. I got the giant trailer, church tr- trailer on this truck. And, and I am racing through town. Because I discovered she was behind me just before I got to my house. So I couldn't turn down my street. Oh, no. Girlf- girlfriend ain't going to know where I live. So, so I'm racing with a trailer. She's running red lights to keep up with me. So now guess what I'm doing? Running red lights to get away from her. trailers oh my gosh so my secretary Susan doesn't live too far from me you know So, so I ripped through the neighborhood I felt like I finally lost her and pull up in front of Susan's house and knock on the door and Danny and Susan open the door I was like look guys there's a girl chasing me and they're like and you came to our house I didn't know what to do Anyway, (laughs) oh Lord Jesus, (laughs) oh man. (laughs) So I'm going to have to wrap this up, but (laughs) so I, I, I haven't come this far and stayed out of that. Because of lack of opportunity. Sometimes people think, oh, you just work at the church, and, and, uh, and the church is a dangerous place, folks. <laughs> the devil comes to church. <laughs> Y'all with me? Now, I don't know if he wears Prada, but he comes to church. <laughs> and he infiltrates when he found out that he could do more by infiltrating the church than he could by persecuting the church, that's what he began to do. And so we have an obligation to keep ourselves in every situation of life. And there are three different areas. Um, let's look real quick at Hebrews. And, and it says in all points um, in this particular passage, speaking of Jesus, Hebrews chapter four, verse fifteen, says, "For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points, everybody say all points, all points. in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Yet without sin. So Jesus was tempted in these three areas. Y'all with me?" Um, in uh, Genesis chapter four and verse six, uh, we see this, these same three areas in the garden. It says, And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So we see the eyes, we have the pride, and we have that knowing good and evil. We have these three different areas. And when the woman saw that the tree was what? Good for food that it was pleasant to thee, what? Eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and did eat. Praise God. So we see Jesus tempted in all three areas. We see that Eve was tempted in all three areas with, you know, epic fail. Matthew 4, one through 11. um, I'm rushing if you can't tell. Uh, In Matthew 4, one through 11. Then was Jesus led up... Um, of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights he was afterward and hungered and when the tempter came to him he said if thou be the son of God command that these stones be made bread but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God Of the world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So praise God. So we have the three areas um, uh, spoken of in 1 John, um, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Uh, Then uh, we know that they are actually body, soul, and spirit. These are actually three different areas of temptation and challenge in, in our lives that we need to overcome. Um, Lust of the flesh would be sensual, lust of the eyes would be superficial, and pride of life would be social status. In Genesis 3, 6, we know that um, uh, concerning sensual, it was good for food. Concerning superficial, it was pleasant to the eyes. And concerning uh, social status, it was make you wise. And for Jesus, uh, the central was stones into bread, superficial cast thyself down, and social status was all the kingdoms that he would give him. Notice that Jesus didn't tell Satan, those aren't yours. Why would you even offer them to me? Why didn't he say that? Because he is the God of this world. Isn't that right? Grandpa Adam turned his authority over to Satan, so he indeed was owner of, Up until we became born-again Christians, and now we can get it back. Y'all with me? So we have to expand our territory of dominion to do so. That is just a side thought. So here you have these three different categories or three different areas or points of temptation, if you will. And so uh, God would have us to be strong in all these different areas. And uh, it's not difficult to put them in categories, um, how people fail, you know, oh, how, how the mightier fallen, the Old Testament says. Well, what would that be? How are they fallen? Uh, through pride. Isn't that right? What did God tell um, uh, Saul? Does anybody know? He said, when you were little in your own eyes. Well, we know he blew that program, isn't that right? He was more concerned with pleasing the people than obeying God, and he lost his position, and it was given to David. You remember? Yeah, and so it's not difficult. If you walk through the Word, you see these categories taking place, but they're no different. They've been the the same temptation, the same challenge that happened to Eve, happened to Jesus, and now happens to us. And we have the ability to overcome in all these areas and have victory, spirit, soul, body. We can have victory in every area of our life. Praise God. And I say, I've come this far um, and and have been able to be faithful to my wonderful wife. Uh, uh, We have a monogamous relationship. This is it, baby. We can go out our mind right here. You know what I'm saying? Nowhere else. Y'all with me? This is it. And I do premarital. I'm like, look, you guys, when you get married, just run around naked. This is the perfect will of God, remember? And the, Adam messed that up. Adam messed that up bad, you know? I'm thinking because she was naked, that was what happened. He's all like, hur, hur, hur. I don't know. You know he was standing there. When the whole conversation took place with the devil, Adam was there. It says, and then she handed it to him. I'm like, what? He was, he was there? I re- you know, I'd read it a bunch of times. I remember when it first hit me. I'm like, wait, he was standing there? We're thinking like at, over a period of time, he comes up, you know, hey, girl, what's up? You know, no, he was there for the whole thing. When he should have taken and driven that, that snake's head into the ground, he was in charge but he didn't take charge. That's a whole different message. So we are the stewards of our own lives. We have these three different areas of worldliness that we are to manage and keep ourselves.